Leviticus 7, 28 through 9, 7. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, He who offers the sacrifice of his peace offering to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord from the sacrifice of his peace offerings. His own hands are to bring offerings by fire to the Lord. He shall bring the fat with the breast, so that the breast may be present as a wave offering to the Lord. And the priest shall offer up the fat in smoke on the altar. But the breast shall belong to Aaron and his sons, and you shall give the right thigh to the priest as a contribution from the sacrifices of your peace offerings. The one among the sons of Aaron, who offers the blood from the peace offerings and the fat, the right thigh shall be his as his portion. For I have taken from the sons of Israel the breast of the wave offering, and the thigh of the contribution from the sacrifices of their peace offerings and have given them to Aaron, the priest, and to his sons as their allotted portion forever from the sons of Israel. This allotment to Aaron, and the allotment to his sons from the offerings by fire to the Lord, on that day when he presented them to serve as priests to the Lord. These the Lord had commanded to be given them from the sons of Israel on the day that he anointed them. It is their allotted portion forever throughout their generations. This is the law of the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, and the ordination offering, and the sacrifice of peace offerings, which the Lord had commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day that he commanded the sons of Israel to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, and the anointing oil, and the bull of the sin offering, and the two rams, and the basket of unleavened bread, and assemble all the congregation at the doorway of the tent of meeting. So Moses did just as the Lord had commanded him. When the congregation was assembled at the doorway of the tent of meeting, Moses said to the congregation, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded us to do. Then Moses had Aaron and his sons come near, and he washed them with water. Then he put the tunic on Aaron, and wrapped his waist with the sash, and clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. And he wrapped his waist with the artistic band of the ephod, with which he fitted it to him. Then he placed the breastpiece on him, and in the breastpiece he put the urim and the thummim, he also placed the turban on his head, and on the turban at its front he placed the golden plate, the holy crown, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses then took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything that was in it, and consecrated them. He also sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times, and anointed the altar and all its utensils, and the basin and its stand, to consecrate them. Then he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head, and anointed him, to consecrate him. Next, Moses had Aaron's sons come near, and he clothed them with tunics, and wrapped their waists with sashes, and bound caps on them, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he brought the bull of the sin offering, 
And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull of the sin offering. Next, Moses slaughtered it, and took the blood, and with his finger put some of it around the horns of the altar, and purified the altar. Then he poured out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar, and consecrated it, to make atonement for it. He also took all the fat that was on the entrails and the lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys and their fat, and Moses offered it up in smoke on the altar. But the bull and its hide, its flesh, and its refuse he burned in the fire outside the camp, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he presented the ram of the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram, and Moses slaughtered it, and sprinkled the blood around on the altar. When he had cut the ram into its pieces, Moses offered up the head and the pieces and the suet in smoke. After he had washed the entrails and the legs with water, Moses offered up the whole ram in smoke on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a soothing aroma. It was an offering by fire to the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he presented the second ram, the ram of ordination. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram. And Moses slaughtered it, and took some of its blood, and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. He also had Aaron's sons come near. And Moses put some of the blood on the lobe of their right ear, and on the thumb of their right hand, and on the big toe of their right foot. Moses then sprinkled the rest of the blood around on the altar. He then took the fat and the fat tail, and all the fat that was on the entrails, and the lobe of the liver, the two kidneys and their fat, and the right thigh. And from the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one unleavened cake, and one cake of bread mixed with oil and one wafer, and placed them on the portions of fat and on the right thigh. He then put all these on the hands of Aaron and on the hands of his sons, and presented them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then Moses took them from their hands and offered them up in smoke on the altar with the burnt offering. They were an ordination offering for a soothing aroma. It was an offering by fire to the Lord. Moses also took the breast and presented it as a wave offering before the Lord. It was Moses' portion of the ram of ordination, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood which was on the altar, and sprinkled it on Aaron, on his garments, on his sons, and on the garments of his sons with him. And he consecrated Aaron, his garments, and his sons, and the garments of his sons with him. Then Moses said to Aaron and to his sons, Boil the flesh at the doorway of the tent of meeting, and eat it there with the bread which is in the basket of the ordination offering, just as I commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat it, and the remainder of the flesh of the bread you shall burn in the fire, and you shall not go outside the doorway of the tent of meeting for seven days until the day that the period of your ordination is fulfilled. For he will ordain you through seven days. 
The Lord has commanded us to do as has been done this day, to make atonement on your behalf. At the doorway of the tent of meeting, moreover, you shall remain day and night for seven days, to fulfill your duty to the Lord, so that you will not die, for so I have been commanded. Aaron and his sons did all the things which the Lord had commanded through Moses. Now it came about on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said to Aaron, Take for yourself a calf, a bull, as a sin offering, and a ram as a burnt offering, both without defect, and offer them before the Lord. Then you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, Take a male goat as a sin offering, and a calf and a lamb both one year old, without defect, as a burnt offering, and an ox and a ram for peace offerings, to sacrifice before the Lord, and a grain offering mixed with oil, for today the Lord will appear to you. So they took what Moses had commanded to the front of the tent of meeting, and the whole congregation came near and stood before the Lord. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded you to do so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Moses then said to Aaron, Come near to the altar, and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering, so that you may make atonement for yourself and for the people. Then make the offering for the people, so that you may make atonement for them, just as the Lord has commanded. Luke 5 Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets, and he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little distance from the land, and he sat down and continued teaching the crowds from the boat. Now when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water, and let down your nets for a catch. Simon responded and said, Master, we worked hard all night, and caught nothing, but I will do as you say, and let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to tear, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats, to the point that they were sinking. But when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And likewise also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. While he was in one of the cities, behold, there was a man covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he reached out with his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. 
and immediately the leprosy left him, and he ordered him to tell no one, saying, But go, show yourself to the priest, and make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But the news about him was spreading even further, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness to pray. One day he was teaching, and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea, and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. And some men were carrying a man on a stretcher who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and set him down in front of him. But when they did not find any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And seeing their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to think of the implications, saying, Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins except God alone? But Jesus, aware of their thoughts, responded and said to them, Why are you thinking this way in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Get up, and pick up your stretcher, and go home. And immediately, he got up before them, and picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. And they were all struck with astonishment, and began glorifying God. They were also filled with fear, saying, We have seen remarkable things today. After that, he went out and looked at a tax collector named Levi sitting in the tax office, and said to him, Follow me. And he left everything behind, and got up and began following him. And Levi gave a big reception for him in his house, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and other people who were reclining at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. And they said to him, The disciples of John often fast and offer prayers. The disciples of the Pharisees also do the same, but yours eat and drink. And Jesus said to them, You cannot make the attendants of the groom fast while the groom is with them, can you? But the days will come when the groom is taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. And he was also telling them a parable. No one tears a piece of new cloth from a garment and puts it on an old garment. Otherwise, he will both tear the new and the patch from the new garment will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled out, and the skins will be ruined. 
but new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wants new, for he says, the old is fine. Romans 15 Now, we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength, and not just please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good, to his edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the taunts of those who taunt you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Now may the God who gives us perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with one purpose and one voice you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us, for the glory of God. For I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision in behalf of the truth of God, to confirm the promises given to the fathers, and for the Gentiles to glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will give praise to you among the Gentiles, and I will sing praises to your name. Again, he says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. Again, Isaiah says, There shall come the root of Jesse, and he who arises to rule over the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And concerning you, my brothers and sisters, I myself also am convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. But I have written very boldly to you on some points, so as to remind you again, because of the grace that was given to me from God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God, so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, I have found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God. For I will not presume to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and all around as far as Illyricum I have fully preached the gospel of Christ, and in this way I aspired to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already known by name, so that I would not build on another person's foundation, but just as it is written, they who have not been told about him will see and they who have not heard will understand. For this reason I have often been prevented from coming to you, but now, with no further place for me in these regions, 
and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing, and to be helped on my way there by you, when I have first enjoyed your company for a while. But now I am going to Jerusalem, serving the saints, for Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem, for they were pleased to do so, and they are indebted to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in their spiritual things, they are indebted to do them a service also in material things. Therefore, when I have finished this, and have put my seal on this fruit of theirs, I will go on by way of you to Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be rescued from those who are disobedient in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may prove acceptable to the saints, so that I may come to you in joy by the will of God and relax in your company. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Proverbs 18, 1-7 One who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. A fool does not delight in understanding, but in revealing his own mind. When a wicked person comes, contempt also comes, and with dishonor comes taunting. The words of a person's mouth are deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. To show partiality to the wicked is not good, nor to suppress the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips bring strife, and his mouth invites beatings. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Psalm 37, 12 through 29. The wicked plots against the righteous, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow, to take down the afflicted and the needy, to kill off those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter their own heart, and their bows will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they will have plenty. But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastures. They vanish, like smoke they vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. For those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be eliminated. The steps of a man are established by the Lord and he delights in his way. 
When he falls, he will not be hurled down, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, or his descendants begging for bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, so that you will dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice and does not abandon his godly ones. They are protected forever, but the descendants of the wicked will be eliminated. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever.